well, I guess welcome to Checkup Podcast, um, aka Anti Click Clickbait Podcast. Um, is there? I'm <laughs> super excited, actually. Um, so my name is Caleb Willard, and today we have Nick Morrison with us. Yes, sir. Um, excited to be here. Yeah, I'm ready I'm to drop some excited. knowledge bombs on these. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna check in real quick. Um, we're gonna go through kind of the last couple last week of games. Uh, you know, talk about that for a little bit and get into more uh, more of my anti clickbait take. Uh, I'm gonna get to about the Bucks and you know a little hot takes we got here. We're just gonna roll with it. So um, all right. So we're gonna start with I want to start with the Bucks series to be honest. Because I feel like the Bucks series is the most legit out of the two series. Yeah, I feel you. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like the Suns have gotten kind of a free ride so far, so to say, through the playoffs. Whereas, yeah. I, think, I think the Bucks actually played a couple teams that are... Yeah, I mean, you can make the case that the Bucks. Teams. Yeah, the Bucks kind of got lucky with the Nets. But with the Nets just being hurt and everything... I mean, they got they got super lucky. If we're gonna keep it a buck, the 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 Nets are in the Eastern Conference Finals if Kyrie's healthy. But uh, I was gonna say, kind of lucky. Yeah. I mean, if if Kyrie is healthy, if Harden is healthy, I don't even think I don't even think we have to talk about it really. No, bro. I I, I could even result. I could even make a case that if Joe Harris played up to half of his potential, that they're in the Eastern oh, Conference man. Finals. You know, I think the biggest that was the biggest takeaway was how anti-clutch joe harris was in that series that was bad it was really bad because man man shot about 50 percent from three all regular season and then even in the first round of playoffs he was solid and then my man after game two just disappeared when they needed him most and the only person that stepped up was uncle jeff that one game uncle Mm -hmm. jeff had 27 uh in game five and then obviously Mm -hmm. kd did his thing solidified himself but yeah joe harris was nowhere to be found bro it was bad Wide and open it's such looks. A shame. Wide open looks. And he was getting all the clout beforehand, you know, because he had a good series, you know, the series before. And people were talking a little, you know, you know how people like to over exaggerate, right? Like we've, you know, um, after, you know, after the Heat made it to the finals, it was like, oh my goodness, Tyler Hero is like the chosen one, top 20 player. <laughs> yeah. Top, you know what I mean? And so we, we kept hearing that Joe Harris was better than Clay Thompson. And uh, I'm kind of glad they got taken back after that. Yeah, series. facts, facts. No, I agree with you. But, yeah, back to the Bucks. Yeah, dude, I mean, if Giannis doesn't come back and Trey Young comes back, I think the Hawks will get him. But I, I don't know, bro. I, I really am not sure on who. If I had to take a guess right now, this might be a hot take, but I'm going, I'm going Hawks at this point. You're I'm, I'm on the train. Point. I just don't trust... Giannis enough and if he's really injured how he plays so being downhill and physical and everything that I just don't trust even if he's not 100% I don't trust him and Middleton's so inconsistent some days he looks like an elite closer and in some games when you need him can't even find him like it's it's ridiculous but yeah the Hawks just have a bunch of really talented wing players they're playing hard they're playing together Reddish played really good this last game that was good to see Man, um, it was awesome to see injury. Cam back, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That I'm was a big sweet. Cam fan. 
and and DeAndre's so, still not playing. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they're still missing a key rotational piece. And you know, yeah. like back to the whole not trust thing with Giannis. I gotta say, I don't trust Chris Middleton more. Not like I trust Giannis. I I trust Giannis more than Chris Middleton because at least with Giannis, I know what I'm getting every night. Like I know I will get my 30 points and 10 rebounds. You know what I mean? Like I'll get all of that. I'll get moderate efficiency. He won't be good at the free throw line, but that is what it is. I will yeah. get that every single night with Chris Middleton. Chris was 0 for 7 at one point on threes. Last he's just night. inconsistent. That's his problem. That's what separates. He he's like the perfect like example of what separates superstars from stars. And he can be a star, but he's not a superstar. Why? Because he's too inconsistent. And so I think I I think right now I'm gonna go Hawks. Um, obviously if Trey Young doesn't come back, it's going to be hard for him, but I think I'm going to roll with the Hawks if I, from what I saw the other night. It's kind of funny last night, no Trey, and it didn't even really matter to the Hawks. I think the Hawks are so young that everybody is so comfortable with their role. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody, nobody, you know, John Collins isn't looking to dominate the game. Clint Capello is not looking to dominate the game. Everybody knows their role. Everybody plays it really well. You know, Lou Will came in as a starter. Lou Will didn't even go off, really. You know what I mean? Like, Lou, Lou Will just distributed. Yeah. Bogdanovich was the one taking all the threes and all the shots. Lou Will had a cool 21. Yeah, he has a cool 21. And meanwhile, the Bucks, Chris Middleton tries to, like, take over the game, and it completely backfires. Man, Brooks, seven straight threes. Goes, I don't know, he went, like, I think he had 19 points or something like that, 16 points. Yeah, it, it's just that the Bucks don't have enough creators. The Hawks have a bunch of creators, and they have a bunch of young wing players who are just playing free, like Kevin Herter. They're just playing free, bro. They're just doing their thing, playing free. And honestly, when I was watching the game, something that stuck out to me is that when Trey Young's on the court, he dominates the ball a lot, which is good because he creates good offense for the team and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But with him not on the court, the ball moved better, like just on offense. So everyone kind of ate, if that made sense. Like everyone kind of got involved, which I thought was kind of interesting because I didn't know how it was going to work without him. But it actually worked out really well, which gives me even more confidence in the Hawks that they can do it with or without him because normally the ball's always in his hands, like always, like, Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. And, man, oh. Trey is not afraid. It, I don't know. It goes for and against Trey. You know what I mean? Trey gets a lot of hype. You know, he's gotten a lot of hype with this run because he's had a couple 40-point nights. But even the even the game, was it, was it, wasn't it game one where he, uh, he had 40-something points in that win against the Bucs, yeah. right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Even in that game, in the, in the last, like, two minutes of the game, it was a close game. And, like, it was a two-point game. Trey on back-to-back possessions puts up, like, a 35-foot shot from the logo and bricks both of them. And, you know, yeah. and so it wasn't, you know, and then the next drive, he passes out to John Collins, and John Collins is actually the one who puts the game away with a three. You know, Trey yep. Young, like, with all of the hype that Trey is getting, which he deserves a lot of, because Trey was, I mean, Trey got snubbed this year. We've been oh, saying yeah, that all did. year long, right? I mean, Trey yeah. didn't get voted in for the, for the all-star game, didn't get voted in for I mean Brown Jalen Brown got put in above him yeah. for the all-star game. And and they and the Celtics ended up getting the lower seed. So yeah, I'm no. glad I'm glad he's getting some respect and some you know, but I hear I, I'm just trying to I'm trying to 
keep it, you know, put it down to reality. You know, bring Trey Young down a little bit to where he actually is. He's still got a lot of work to do. He's a little bit too ball dominant for me, like you said, but the passing's great. The scoring is elite so far. I mean, he's been pretty consistent, but, so, yeah. you know, as far as closing out games and taking, you know, the the next step to superstar, I feel like he's just got a he's, he's building he's got a little bridge. He's getting there. Yeah, he's getting but there. The team fits great for him. Yeah, no, the team the team fit. I was honestly been super surprised by the team fit. And just to touch on Trey Young really quick, they replaced Mike Conley in the All Star game over Trey Young. So I mean, that's all you need. Oh to know my about gosh, the dude, disrespect I about that. The disrespect my man got this year, but yeah. So what's your what's your pick right now? Hawks or Bucks? If, if you had to pick if, right now, it's Giannis, kind of a biased pick halfway come back, Yeah, I mean, if Giannis doesn't come back, I don't see uh, the Bucks are too inconsistent. Chris is too inconsistent, you know. And and like you said, they're so one dimensional. PJ Tucker is not going to get you any buckets. And who like, gets you like Drew that? Drew Holiday. That's points. not Drew Holiday's role. Like Drew, Drew might. And put he's, up 20 he's honestly maybe. played really. He's honestly played pretty bad this series too. I'm a big Drew Holiday fan, but he's been kind of a disappointment this series. Yeah, the offense has not been yeah, there. The, and offense, they, the, the defense switching on defense is rough too. You know, when he plays, when when Drew plays Trey straight up, it's okay. But they switch too much, and Trey exposes can't people. Guard the pick and roll. Brooke no, dude, he, can, he cannot guard the pick and roll. Did you see that uh, off the glass alley oop that Trey had? Yeah, that was sick. Oh my gosh, that was kind of gross. No, I'm gonna take Hawks if uh, if Giannis doesn't come back, which you know, I don't know if you saw the I yeah mean, the hyper extension. Oh, I can't Ugh. watch this kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't watch them. They make me cringe. They make me grab my knee. (laughs) Yeah. Makes me uncomfortable about going, playing hooping after that. But right. So I don't see, and I don't see Giannis coming back. Trey's, I mean, Trey was just a hard ankle roll. I think, I think he'll be back. If not, he might take this game off, but he, and and at the end of the day, if it's Hawks versus Bucks and Giannis and Trey's not there, I'm taking the Hawks. Oh yeah. I'm still, you're taking Bucks. No, I'm taking the Hawks. Oh, the Hawks. If neither okay, of them yeah, have yeah. their superstar, I'm still taking the Hawks. No, I agree. So. I mean, last night was really – I mean, Lou Will didn't even shoot that much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I agree with you. Great teamwork. Okay. Uh, tonight is the Suns game. Yes, sir. Series 3-2. Tonight is – tonight's going to be in L.A., right? Yeah, it's in LA. They could force Game Seven. What do this, you? Uh, what are your thoughts there? This is yeah. This is my thing, man. I've been really. Like, I'm not saying it's Kawhi's fault, but my take at the beginning of this series was: no matter when Kawhi comes back, if he can come back in the series, they win the series. And if not, I took the Suns. Mm-hmm. I still think if Kawhi doesn't come back, the Suns will win. I do. I think they'll end up winning one of these next two games. And it doesn't look like Kawhi's coming back. I would like to see the Clippers win. As I I like that Paul George is breaking the narrative. Like I I enjoy seeing Paul George looking like that Indiana twenty four Paul George. It's been good to see him do his thing. But dude, I don't. Even if they force Game Seven without Kawhi, with Kawhi, dude, I think this series would have been over in six games. Clippers. I mean, they're just. They're At like least. they're too star heavy, yeah. But the Suns At like least. their team fits together a little bit better. And they have just more cohesion and they play really well together. So 
Booker's just got to give them one of these two games. If Booker gives them more than 35 this game, they win. That's my that's my take. If he gives them more than, I say 35. 30, they could still lose. But if Booker goes for more than 35 points, they'll win this game or the other game. But, yeah, I'm taking I think I'm going to take the Suns. So I'll go for the other side here. I, I'm with you on the Paul George narrative. I like Paul is getting more confident. He, that 41-point game was – was kind of crazy. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is a really skilled player. Too. No, he and is. You just 100%. know it's mental. It's just mental with PG. So Yeah, but I think – I don't think it's about Book because I think I think Book is going to work on Pat Bev, you know, all series. Like, Pat Bev can't stop in both of these games. Book is going to get his one of these games. But I don't know sure. if, it, if it's Book that matters. I think it's Chris Paul that matters. Like, I'm – you know – all season long, all I've heard is that Chris Paul is the most valuable player in the whole entire league. And I've heard Chris Paul is, one, you know, change the, the Suns. best point guard. Yeah, change the Suns completely. Look, if even a little bit of that is true, I want to see, like, why isn't Chris Paul dropping 20? What is holding him back? If, if, he's really, if he's really this good, he can go win them one of these games. One of the games he has he has to go and win one of these games. And even if he doesn't outscore, yeah, even if he doesn't mm-hmm. outscore Booker, he's gotta he's gotta be like dominant, like twenty five plus points, ten plus assists. You know what I mean? Just controlling the game. He has to. I mean, last game Chris Paul took six threes and didn't hit a single one. Didn't hit one of them. And yeah, he gets that. He's the clutch narrative. He, People like yep. Russell Westbrook gets the not clutch narrative. I. I mean. I think I think he's only dropped I think he's dropped 20 in these last couple series I think he's only dropped 20 like two or three times. It hasn't been anything crazy. So yeah. if if we're going to even give Chris Paul a little bit of the the hype, he has to do something. And it, I think it really is up to him. I think like I said Book is going to get his these next couple games, but I think it comes down to Chris Paul whether Chris Paul is you know going to live up to this hype. Gonna drop twenty, gonna drop thirty, gonna actually play defense. You see Paul George drop him off. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was nice. Man, that was dope. added to Chris Paul's defensive highlights right there. I oh know. my gosh. Mr. I'm a better <laughs> defender than freaking Drew Holiday. I bet. You know, I gotta say for a for a player that's so, you know, hyped up, his defense is so hyped up. I don't think I've seen somebody get crossed over so many times. Like I don't think I've seen that much of like that big, that high profile defender. I don't think I've seen one of them get crossed up like that besides Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and we all know how we feel about Rudy Gobert, so we don't even need <laughs> yeah. to touch on that. <laughs> Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. I really think that's what I'm gonna call him now. I can't yeah. I can't respect Mr. Him Rudy overrated Gobert. Oh my goodness. He won but, defensive player of the year again. Yeah. So Chris Paul, I just Wanted to just check on it really quick just to mm-hmm. confirm what I was thinking. Because I was thinking he was averaging like around like 16-ish or something like that. What, this season? No, no, in the playoffs. Like, oh, in the playoffs? Yeah, in the playoffs. So, so far in the playoffs, this postseason in 13 games, he's averaged 16 points, two turnovers, one steal, 8.8 assists, 3.8 rebounds. 29% from three, 44 from the field in 32 minutes. Did you say 3.8 assists? No, 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 no. 3.8 rebounds, 8.8 oh. assists. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, 1.7 turnover, 16.3 points, and he's shooting less than 30% from three. I, I mean, like, I get it. Like, he has a leadership and commanding presence on the court, but that doesn't scream top five PG of all time to me, but that's just me. You know what? Ser- I mean, that L.A. series was terrible for him. You know he didn't hit 20 points once that entire series. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising. Not once. I'm just not surprised anymore. Uh, It just, it kills me to give him all this credit when the first three games of the LA series, he had seven points and then six points and then another seven. Like I said, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to take anything away from him. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a great player. But I just think he's getting a little too much credit for what the Suns have accomplished. Like that last game in LA, bro. Man's had like eight points. Booker had forty something. And they're after the game talking about Chris Paul's leadership. Like, shut up, bro. Booker just went out there and had forty, like seven something points, efficiently in the Staples Center in a closeout game against LeBron and the Lakers. And Chris Paul had eight points, and we're talking about his leadership after mm-hmm. the game. Like, come on, bro. Come on. What about like, this I get series? It. Like, Chris there, Paul there are intangibles. Yeah. No, I, there are. I'm, I agree. Yeah, and yeah, and they won, and they won the first two games. So they won the first two games. Yeah, I mean, book went off that first game. Book shout had out Cameron Payne too. Yeah, big. Oh as, my goodness. As much as as much as I don't like Cameron Payne, really, like I gotta give him his <laughs> respect. He's been balling this series. Wasn't he? Wasn't it Portland that drafted him and said that? Uh, I think it was Portland that drafted him and said that they knew. The second practice that he wasn't going to make it in the league. No, no, no. So Cameron, that was the that was the um, Bulls. He got so he got drafted oh, by the Bulls. Thunder, fourteen overall in twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. and then he got traded to the Bulls. Is that what? And it is? that and the Bulls said after the second practice he couldn't play in the league, but he was actually a fourteenth overall pick by the Thunder in fifteen, yeah. two thousand fifteen. So like, no, yeah, he's he But uh, yeah, it's good to see him. I mean. He's just solidified his role as a solid backup point guard. Like he's not good enough to really start if you want to win a championship, but he can back. He's a solid backup point guard, so I respect that. I I completely agree. He came to play those first two games of the series. He's kind of had less of a role, but yeah. Well, with CP coming back, he doesn't get to play as free and as open because CP's taking the minutes and CP's ball dominant, and so that's what they've been doing. So, but and these he's doing his thing. I'll throw one more thing out there for you about Chris Paul. The last, so he's played these last three games against the Clippers. His plus minus, his total, like if you take his plus minus over the past three games, it is minus 27. There you go. <laughs> I don't so, that, that speaks for itself right there. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, I respect Chris Paul and what he's done. I respect the Suns for what they've done this postseason, but to be fair, you know, if the Suns go to the finals, I'm going to feel, I mean, I'm going to feel like there's a the biggest asterisk possible on the run. No, they're going to play the Clippers yeah. with, with no Kawhi. You're going to play Denver with no Jamal Murray. You know, I'm not even saying you win, you know, I, I'm not saying they lose all these series, but I'm just saying, you know, you, you run, you ran through Denver without Jamal Murray you took the Lakers six games with no Anthony Davis for most of the series. And, and let's not forget that as much as we bag on LeBron, he was coming off an injury. Yeah, and yep, so. LeBron was coming off an injury for sure. I mean, 
Yeah, this know. is my thing. Real, real quick before we transition topics, I just wanted to hit one more thing on CP3. Mm-hmm. So the narrative against people like Russ is that they never won anything, right? Or they, they mm. can't. But I don't understand why CP3 kind of doesn't get that narrative. He gets kind of put into his own, like, oh, he's the GOAT, God, point guard category. When I'm going to lead, I'm going to talk to you a little bit real quick. Couple, uh, first off, we already know that with the Clippers, he never made it to the conference finals. And how many leads he's blown? 3-1 lead to the Rockets in 2015, 2-0 lead to the Blazers <laughs> in 16, 2-1 lead to the Jazz in 17, 2-0 lead to the Grizzlies in 13. So it's just, that's just a couple ones that I had pulled up just to talk about, just really mm-hmm. quickly to hit on, just that I think, like I said, just before we transition, he's a great player, but we got to hold the standard equal. If Russ and people like that get bagged on for not winning and not being clutch, I don't, I don't, understand, I don't, I don't see how Chris Paul can take a ton of credit for this Suns postseason run when – We've already shown with the stats that he really hasn't done that much. And I get that there's more than just, you know, stats. There's leadership and stuff like that, and he's a great leader. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's just going to feel weak if they make it to the finals, win the finals, especially if they beat, like, a beat-up Hawks team or a beat-up Bucks team in the finals. It's going to feel so weak to me. So, anyway. So yep, right. I completely agree. And, you know, when you talk about, like, the leadership is – can you be, like – how worthwhile is leadership if you're not the number one on the team? I, I, I think to a certain extent, it means something because we know Booker's the best player on that team. But Chris Paul, I think the leadership more of comes from just the fact that he's been in the league a long time and he's one of the better point guards to ever play. So people hear him. You know what I mean? His voice is heard in that sense. But like if he was just coming into the league and doing putting up these stats, no one would care. Like, he would have no voice. But since he's Chris Paul and he's been doing it for a very long time, his voice kind of carries weight. So I think that's kind of where. But when you're not the best player on the team, I think it is hard to be the leader. You can, like, but I think at the end of the day, like, someone like Patrick Beverly is probably a good example. He's probably one of the more vocal people on the Clippers. You know what I mean? Sure. But, but at I the think- end of the day, he knows his role to the fact that he knows he's not a top five player on that team (laughs) (laughs) no for sure but i think i think that you know that voice only works with the young with with the younger players i don't think it ever works with the more like the veteran players like i don't think pg really cares if what what the heck pat bev is yelling while he's on defense you know what i mean like i think like chris ball is a great example of somebody that didn't play well with vets like his entire like he has had like some legit talent in his career and the only time he's ever had like real success was the past few years with Harden. on the Thunder. Yeah, with oh well, yeah, with Harden. That's a good point. But you know, what did Chris Paul I mean Chris Paul didn't even take any of the shots on that, you know, on that team. Yeah. And when it came time for him to take the shots, he missed them all. Like you said, he blew all those leads with Harden. And yeah. he goes to the Thunder and has Kind of like what Trey Young has in Atlanta. He has a, a super young team. Everybody knows their role. They're all young, so they're not they're not looking to take you know bite off more than they can chew. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul's leadership works there, but I just feel like at the end of the day, you know, with with veteran players during Chris Paul's entire career, it hasn't gone his way. And like you said, what is the difference between Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook? 
Russell Westbrook went to a finals. That's a big difference. Russell Westbrook averages a triple-double. That's a big difference, but... Yeah. Ah, yeah, nah, all I'm saying is that Booker better get finals MVP if they win that thing because he definitely deserves it. But Man, you know how hurt I'll be if Book gets snubbed of a finals MVP? Uh, it won't be as bad as Curry Iguodala, but it'll be close. It has to be. <laughs> what if... What if... That's got to be the worst okay. one ever. That's the worst no. one ever, bro. I've never seen someone get I've never seen someone get finessed that bad than Steph Curry. That man got absolutely finessed and yeah, we don't we don't need to change topics like that, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm with it, man. Man averaged 28 in the finals and doesn't get the M- uh, you know. Whatever, man. Yeah, we'll we'll move off of it, yeah. but you know, so I'm thinking about Trey Young when we were getting ready for today. And I, I went back to an article I read on ESPN. And so ESPN released their list of up-and-coming stars. So earlier today, we talked about how Trey Young got snubbed all year round, which was kind of funny because Trey Young was like the big face last year or two years ago. He was almost overrated two years ago, honestly. He was almost overrated. Like he I mean, was you were getting annoyed at Trey Young. Yeah. No, no, he was overrated. Like yeah. You were getting teed off because people were compa- – I mean, that's, dude, all we heard last year was the Steph comparison, comp. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Dude, I remember hearing about how him and Kevin Herter were going to be the new Steph and Clay, and I was like, guys, you need to stop. Like, yeah, for real. For, <laughs> for real. So this year – Okay, ESPN releases this list of their professionally rated, whatever that means, top 25 players under 25 years old. Okay, and they have Trey Young listed at 16. Meaning, go ahead, go ahead and read, go ahead and we'll read the list real quick. Right, we'll go ahead and read the list. We have to read the list. So, take your time, take your time. Read that list, bro. So this list, dude, six. I just, man, this irks me. So above Trey Young is Luka Doncic. Yes. Which is definitely yes. Yeah. Okay, he's, uh, he's one on the list. Just, to, just <laughs> so everybody knows. Yeah, he's no, one he's on number the list. one. This I'm is going, an order I'm from going one in to order. From, right. Yeah. So there's Luka, then Zion Williamson, Lamelo Ball. No, oh, man, that hurts. You know, Zion at least like. I yeah, feel like this list is it has we'll, to take yeah, into we'll, consideration we'll, potential. Yeah, we'll we'll touch into it, but yeah. So no. I'm okay with Zion, but then Lamelo. Yeah, no. Oh, come on, man, Lamelo. Nah. Lamelo averaged 15 points this year coming off the bench. This man's came off the bench all year. Don't put him number three. So it yeah. goes Lamelo. Four is Donovan Mitchell. Five is Jason Tatum. Six is Darren Fox. Seven is Ben Simmons. <laughs> He's not going to be seven anymore, is he? <laughs> nope. Uh, eight is seven Booker. So I feel like one through eight, besides LaMelo Ball, I, maybe it was a typo. You know, maybe ESPN meant to put Trey at three and then just copy and pasted the wrong thing at three, right? Because one through eight, actually, I mean, it, it seems out of order, but it seems like, the main guys are there for the yeah, most. Yeah, I bumped Ben Simmons down, but yeah. Yeah, no, Ben's Ben's tank. <laughs> ben yeah. is tanking after this. So then it goes nine, Bam Adebayo. Ten is SGA, Shy Gilgis Alexander. 
And then 11, Brandon Ingram. Bro, Brandon fell hard this year. Yeah, he did. Poor Brandon. Um, So Brandon, Ming- Brandon Ingram, then 12, Jalen Brown, 13, Jamal Murray, 14, Michael Porter Jr., 15, Ja Morant. Dude, Ja hit 15. Man. Yeah. 16, Trey Young, 17, Michael Bridges. Is it, how do you pronounce this first? Mikel, Mikel Bridges. Mikel, Mikel Bridges. Yeah, Mikel Bridges. 18 is DeMontis Sabonis. Dude, I don't even know how they put Sabonis all the way down here. He was an all-star this year, too. He made the all-star team, and this list got released after the all-star game. Yeah. So was this ESPN shot at Sabonis? I don't know. <laughs> so Sabonis, 19, Anthony Edwards, 20, DeAndre Ayton. That's Doc Rose. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Was twenty one? Wasn't Tyrese? No, it wasn't Tyrese he was, Halliburton. He was Ty, Tyrese Halliburton was like up with Lamelo and Anthony Edwards for Rookie of the Year. He had a pretty good year. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's on the uh, on the Kings, right? Yeah, he's on the Kings. Right. Twenty two, John Collins. Twenty three, Jared Allen. Twenty four, Lonzo Ball. Man, Lonzo tanked on this list. And twenty five, yeah. Colin Sexton. Oh. Who averaged a smooth 20 points this year. People forgot, but... Man, Tyrese yeah. averaged 13 points, and he's above Colin. <laughs> yeah. I don't I know about like, that, but... I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even know what ESPN's thinking on this list. I don't understand. They released this list after the All-Star game. They have Sabonis at 18. They have Sabonis as a top 15 player in the league, but at 18 with the under 25 list. I don't know, man. I don't know, That's but cold. if we were to order these, I think we can all agree. We're... Okay, it's between Luca and Tatum for one, but I'm going Luca one. Oh, That's I just think me you personally. have to go Luca one. Yeah, Luca, Luca bald. Both postseasons, Luca was going crazy and with zero help. I, I yeah, don't care. Tim Hardaway. I don't care that what was you want to call Porzingis. Yeah, Tim Hardaway is best. I mean, dude, I told and, and he you played last good. Year, Tim Hardaway played good, but yeah. No, he did. He did. I told you last year after we watched that run that Porzingis didn't look like he was going to look. And that I feel like, you know, I mean, the league's a business, so I feel like you have to sell while your stock is high, right? Because you try to get rid of Porzingis now, and, and what? What is he worth? A couple of draft picks? Maybe. Maybe. Take on his whole contract. I mean, he's getting paid. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. <laughs> and uh, it, no, I I take Luca over. I take Luca over. Uh, so we gonna Jason go Luca sure. at one, Tatum mm-hmm. at two. I agree. I'm cool with that. Tatum I think, at two. I, I think Tatum because people are gonna say, "Oh, what about Booker?" I'm I'm taking Tatum over Booker. I think his defense is better, and offensively, they're pretty much on the same plane to me. Booker shoots it maybe a little bit more efficiently, but Tatum's a little bit bigger, a little bit better driver, better in the post. Um, Booker's a little better three-point shooter, but I'm taking Tatum as an overall player. Tatum's a better overall player. Oh, for sure. But I'm taking, I think with Luka and Jason Tatum, the biggest difference is that Luka kind of goes above and beyond at the point guard position. He's transcendent. Luka's like if Russell Westbrook was an efficient player. So Luka averaged this year, 20 almost 28 points. He almost averaged nine assists and eight rebounds. He has and, and he's on not team. athletic he at all. A game. And he's the most he unathletic had, person on this list, other than Sabonis. Oh my goodness, man! I mean, man's looked like a little 
little James Harden, you know, when he was he's trying a, to get off the <laughs> My buddy said the he's rocket. a burger. He's a burger away from being chubby. <laughs> kind of facts, but no, it's kind of facts. So Luca, I think, undisputedly gets number one. Yeah. Jason Tatum, I agree with Tatum the overbook. Two. You know, he plays I mean he plays way better defense. He's just bigger. Yeah. He's a bigger athlete. You know, he's a, yeah. he's a real athlete. Book is a shooter. He's a three. Book's a two. Book's a scoring two. Yeah. And Tatum still so averages more. This is this is where it can get close. This is where it's like it shifts. I think after Luca and Tatum are solidified, then I think the next big decision is are you taking Book or are you taking Trey Young? Yeah. Uh and a lot of people might just jump to Trey Young because of what he's been doing what he's been doing. But don't get me wrong, like he's been balling, but I'm I I still think I'm gonna go book three and then Trey Young four. But that's so, just me. this is what I'll say. I feel like Trey is forcing a lot of shots and some of these games he's hitting. Like some of these games he drops forty and eleven assists, but the efficiency is not there. It's, yeah, it's he's, just not, I don't know. He's it's just like, not there. He's he's inconsistent with his efficiency. But yeah. And I think as bad as Book is defensively, Trey Young's worse. So Booker's better defensively. Yeah, so Trey Young great. really is worse. Yeah. So No, I think Book, this is yeah, Book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Book, so we're gonna go Book three, Trey Young four. All right. So this is this is where a lot of people might yell and get pretty upset. But I'm taking Donovan Mitchell over Zion Williamson, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because, first off, I, this series against the Clippers, I understand they lost, and everybody's like, oh, he choked the lead. But he balled out, and he was hurt. He had a bad ankle, and he balled out. And this is such a guard league, dude. It's a guard-driven league. You have to have elite guards and wings. And Zion's elite, don't get me wrong, but Zion's not going to create. He's not going to bring the ball up the court. He can create a little bit in the half court. But at the end of the day, he's going to have to have a running mate. Kind of like how Giannis needs someone to run with him. He needs a running mate. And Chris Middleton has mm-hmm. been too inconsistent. And I think Donovan Mitchell could affect more teams winning. And he's solid defensively. He's turned into a great scorer. He's an amazing athlete. So, yeah, I, I just think – and he's more skilled. He is at the end of the day. He's more skilled. And so I'm taking – Donovan Mitchell over Zion Williamson. I understand that many people may not like that, but I think if you put Donovan Mitchell on a bunch of NBA teams, he makes them better. Don't get me wrong, Zion, obviously the potential's crazy, but I don't know. I like Donovan Mitchell's skill. So I'm taking Donovan Mitchell. I'd rather have him on my team. I think... I think for this list, I think there's enough of this list is about potential that I think it overrides. Right, if you take him at face value right now, I would. Uh, it's got to be Donovan Mitchell. It's got to be Donovan. Mitchell. Uh, if you take it, yeah. If you take it face value, who's playing better basketball right now? I would go Donovan. I feel like Donovan's healthier. You know, the injury in the postseason was kind of a fluke, and it wasn't big. It was just a little baby yeah. injury. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he just Zion, had a sprained like, ankle. Zion missed. Zion missed most of his entire first year, and yeah, yeah. and it's still out of shape. His potential, is, his potential is just as high as anyone on this list. But if you're asking me who I'd rather have on my team right now and moving no, forward, Donovan Mitchell is the solid right pick. Now, if Donovan it's Mitchell's about right now, pick. I would take Donovan. 
But I gave Zion – I'm going to give Zion the spot at five because I, I feel like at the end of the day, Zion's the second leading scorer on this list. He, he averages yeah. more points a game than Jason Tatum, than Book, Trey Young, Donovan, you know, and okay. his team's not great. His team's super young, and so is he. He's out of shape. If he stays healthy, if Zion can stay healthy – the potential is off the charts. Donovan, I feel like Donovan's running mate here is Russell Westbrook, maybe a little bit more efficient. Yeah, he just has a better jumper. He's like yeah, a weird a mix between like a Westbrook and a D Wade. He's like a D Wade with a three point shot. A D but not Wade, quite as no, 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 no. I feel D Wade because I think he plays a little bit better with uh, you know with everybody. Like I think his yeah. personality is better than Russell Westbrook's. Yeah. I think it's easier to get along with. But, but I'm good with that. I'm good with I'm good okay. with so Zion at five, Donovan at six. I would Zion have five, Donovan at it's five. Super but, close. Yeah. Yeah. I whatever. Can go, I, I can get there. over that. So and yeah. then okay, so this next these next three is tough. So I have Bam, Darren Fox, and Demonta Sabonis in the next three spots. Honestly, yeah. I feel like Bam's defense is elite. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bam's defense is the best on this list. I like. I feel like like Bam. Bam has proven this year that he can guard one through five. He's big enough to guard five. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. what I'm trying to remember what superstar that he just locked down this year. Oh man, I don't know, but I just remember that block on Tatum in the bubble. That was crazy. Oh my goodness, that was disgusting and. So Bam, while Bam doesn't, you know, average too many points, I also think that's kind still of averages eighteen. He still it's averages eighteen points a game, and without a true point guard, like with Drogic as a yeah. point guard, you know what I mean? It, they struggle. The team struggles offensively as it is. I feel like if they got a point guard in there, you know, they could run a little bit more pick and roll. Lonzo, Bam would see, uh, <laughs> <Anyways. yeah. laughs> you know, um, I, so I had Bam at seven because I think the defense is just crazy. He has some actual playoff experience. Um, and then I had Darren Fox. I feel like Darren Fox is forgotten. I agree. I think it's like, like the, you know, the Sacramento has him under wraps. Him and Buddy Heald. I mean, Buddy Heald's one of the best shooters in the league, and nobody talks about him. Yep. This is my thing with Darren Fox. I agree. He's a great player. It's just you're not going to be able to get a true assessment on him until either more good players get to the Kings and they start playing winning basketball or he goes somewhere and can he, you know what I mean, be in that winning environment and create more winning. You know, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But he has more potential than Sabonis. So I think he should go a little ahead of Sabonis, even though Sabonis is just Mr. Consistent, dude. You know what you're going to get out of Sabonis. You know every night you're going to get 20, Mm -hmm. 10, and 5. Every night. And that's so valuable in the league just to have consistency. But... No, I the agree. only reason I have Fox over him is I went back to the potential aspect. I said, yeah. right now, you know, the Sabonis is proven. I mean, he's this year he averaged 20 and 12 with seven assists. He, he's better I, than Darren Fox is right now. What? Like, just consistency Yeah, wise. exactly. Consistency wise, there, I didn't, I, I totally didn't realize that Darren was averaging 25 points a game with a steal uh, and a half. Yep, I mean, Darren's third on this list defensively with steals. Yep. So, but Demontis, Demontis, I don't know what the heck they had him doing at 18, man. I mean, oh, gosh. What did ESPN, what were they thinking when they made this list? I don't know, um, but I so, agree. So, Sabonis, we have at nine. Ten, 
man. See, so th this is tough for me. Is, is it Shea Gilgis Alexander or is it Jamal Murray? Or you is know, it somebody else? So what I always go back to because Shea, I feel like Shea a lot of potential, but he's kind of like Darren Fox. You can't really see it all because he plays on such a bad team. Um, yeah. I love like, I mean, John Morant obviously had a he had a decent year. I mean, great I, I playoff, like solid bit, year. Yeah, he only averaged nineteen a game though. I thought that was weird. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. When I when I but back to Jamal Murray. What I come back to with Jamal Murray is last year's playoff performance against uh, the Jazz. Mm -hmm. He he was hooping. I mean, if if Jamal Murray was healthy this year in the postseason, it's a good I chance they, they beat the Suns. There's a really good chance they beat the Suns. Or they, Jokic I mean, they have, definitely. Yeah, Jokic didn't Jokic have anyone gassed. to run with him. It was Michael yeah. Porter Jr. and that was it. Yeah, and they obviously just really struggled, and they couldn't. I mean, they couldn't guard any of the. I'm not saying no. Jamal Murray strapping anybody, but Jamal Murray averaged just you know 1.3 steals a game. You know, they didn't have anybody to even try to guard Dame and CJ, and they still smacked them. But and then when they played the Suns, you know, they didn't have anybody to guard Book, and I think it just ended ugly for them. But yeah. that's tough. I, Jamal definitely has more experience, and I think just as high of a ceiling as Shea. I think Ben Simmons has officially fallen out of this top 10. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's just... He can work uh, his way back in, but right now, no. You no, know, I mean, he can. He's on the outskirts of it, but I think if you can't make a free throw in the NBA, you're worth as a point guard. Yeah, the, the only... The, the dudes that are under Ben Simmons to me right now, just off rip, looking at the list, would be Jared Allen, Mikael Bridges... That, that might be it. <laughs> he said that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. I mean, obviously, obviously, depending on need and everything, but you can't. You can say, "Oh, Ben Simmons' potential," but we're assuming potential as in like you improve. He's not improving, so that's the problem. So no, but, that's that's a great point. Lonzo's improving. Yep, Lonzo's improving. You know, Lamelo will improve. As much as I'm not a huge Jalen Brown fan, I'm taking him over Ben Simmons right now. Like I just am. Like, you know, I heard a I heard a trade package for the Celtics to get Dame, including Jalen Brown. I'm pulling the trigger on that. Jalen Brown don't mean that much to me. Nope, I agree. I also saw a potential trade. I don't know why everybody, whatever you know, posts I follow were loving some Celtics because I saw one including a package to the Wizards for Bradley Beal, and I said nope. Nope, that would not be. Nope. Coming from a take, wizard fan, my man yeah, said take, no. I'm going to take the GM's. Yeah, I'm going to take his computer on this one and say, nope, respectfully, F off. Because yeah. I'm not trading Jalen Brown for Facts. Bradley Beal. I just still can't believe Jalen Brown was an all star this year. Yeah. We don't have to go through the rest of this list, but just some highlights that I just wanted to talk about that I saw was first off, I think Lonzo's higher than 24. Like, you can Dude, put Lamelo over brutal. Lonzo. It doesn't bother me. Like, like I get it. Like, I'm actually all in for people putting Lamelo over Lonzo. But I'm sorry, Lonzo better than Jared Allen. He's he's okay. Everyone's on Mikael Bridges because he's in the playoffs. But everyone forgets Lonzo shot almost forty percent from three this year. He's an elite defender. Elite defender. Yeah, I said it. An elite defender at the guard position. 
and he's an amazing passer. And so that's why we were talking about we were I made a joke about it earlier, but him going to the Heat because it'd be a perfect situation for him. But at the end of the day, I there's no way Lonzo's 24 on this list. Like, and just, and you know you didn't mention Lonzo's shooting got a lot better this year. Yep, he almost shot 40 percent from three. Like his free throws still need work, but almost 40 percent from three. Yeah, come on, man. Hey, and put come that on. in perspective. You know, Dame has only shot 40 percent once in his career. Yep, and like Lonzo, 40 40 yeah. percent makes you an elite. Sh- I mean, it makes you an elite shooter. You are you are a top twenty shooter in the league if you can hit forty percent easily. Like, and you are and well within top twenty. What, like this year? I think he attempted like, yeah, he attempted eight threes a game and shot like thirty eight percent, bro. He attempted eight a game. Yeah, come on, man. Like, if we're uh, if we're gonna continue talking about you know some other honorable mentions, um, Colin Sexton being twenty five, I thought was kind of crazy. Uh, it's a little much. I think I think Collins' defense is, you know, he's he's a little stocky point guard. Loves playing physical. He averaged twelve rebounds a game. <laughs> Colin Sexton averaged twelve rebounds a game. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Um, putting him dead last on this list, I feel like, I don't know, it just kind of bothered me. I mean, he averages more rebounds than Jared Allen a game, than DeAndre Ayton a game. I'm not gonna lie. I'm taking him over Mikael Bridges, so he's not last. <laughs> you know what I mean, I it's no disrespect to Mikael. It's just no, this list is good, and it's, it's just I just I think Mikael Bridges is the worst player on this list. I just uh, there, it's no disrespect to him, but I think he is like him or Jared Allen, one of the two. And you taking him over Tyrese? Say, no, I'm taking Tyrese over him. You take the, I don't know. No, I'm taking I'm taking Tyrese over him. I'm taking Tyrese over him. But I, and it's not that Mikel Bridges is a bad player. Jared Allen's a bad player, but they're they're the bottom tier on this list. Like they are, and my, like we're talking about potential. Michael Porter could be freaking Paul George, dude. Yeah, he has amazing potential, but we just haven't quite seen it yet. So he's he's near the bottom of the list. Like I don't. It's just the rest of the list. Everyone, if you're just you can make your own. You can go through it. But I definitely some of the highlights that we thought of was Lonzo's got to be higher. Sexton's got to be higher, and Brandon Ingram and Jalen Brown are dropping. So yeah, and I'm okay. I, I agree with you. I'm okay with Lamelo over Lonzo right now. I, you know, Lamelo coming off the bench averaged a steal and a half a game. No, nah, dude, Lamelo he, he, he averaged just as many steals a game as uh, as Ben Simmons. He did his thing this year, man. Like he did. So, so, all right. Well, I think that is all the time we got for now. Sounds good, man. All right, man. Well, we will catch. Uh, we'll catch up later. All right. All right. Sounds good, boss. Take it easy. All right, guys. Take it easy.